Welcome to the Florida Horse Podcast, presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association. I'm Tammy Gant, and I'm joined by Lorene Fuller-Vargas, the founder of Run for the Ribbons. So let's get right to it today. Hey, Lorene, it's great to see you today. Great to see you, too. I'm so glad you could come in on this wonderful fall day and talk a little bit about um, what you do, your history in the industry, um, what you're doing with your events that you do in the Run for the Ribbons program, and then a little bit about your upcoming show. So I'm so glad you're in the studio. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> awesome. So one of the things I learned about you pretty quickly when I, I came here about 11 years ago was that you're very passionate about thoroughbreds and that you um, helped save your grandfather's farm. And so tell me a little bit of how you fell in love with thoroughbreds and kind of how you are, how you got to where you are today. I'm the third generation of horsemen in my family. My dad was a jockey. My mom and grandfather were both breeders, owners, and trainers um, in New England. Grew up in Massachusetts, Rockingham Park, Suffolk Downs. There's not a weekend I can remember not being on the backside. And I, it's funny because I tell people I like horses, but I love thoroughbreds. And it's just... They've just been in my blood all my life, and it's what I know. It's what I do. It's literally it's in your my blood. passion. Yeah, yeah, it's literally my blood, and I just love the horses. <laughs> and you have a claim to fame up in Massachusetts, aren't you? The youngest licensed trainer. I was the youngest licensed owner at sixteen. Owner. Yeah, at sixteen, they had to kind of look through all the rules, and um, they were like, "Well, if your mom will sign these papers saying that if you're not." able to pay your bills she will pay them we'll give you a license so at 16 years old I was the youngest licensed Massachusetts owner in the state and I won my first stake race with a mayor called Little Time um that was pretty exciting how old were you I was I was 17 I think when Little Time won that stake race yeah and then Little Time was followed by Ask Queenie who was our our your big big horse yeah she won 27 races for us up in New England made over a three quarters of a million and is just she's still here retired on the farm living her best life one of your old broodmates oh yeah she is still getting into trouble and wow how old is she now she is 22 now wow yeah wow wow yeah so so tell us a little bit about the farm how you know i know your grandfather was running it you came down from the northeast and now you you run that that legacy farm yes after high school i knew florida was where my heart was i had come every school break to visit with my grandmother and It's just I knew I didn't like the snow. Racing was starting to fade out in New England, and I was like, I'm going to Florida, and I haven't looked back. And then when my grandfather passed away in 2015, it all kind of became mine, and it's a lot. It's a 65-acre farm home to over 30 off-track thoroughbreds that are, you know, most of them are how do we nicely say it <laughs> geriatrics i guess living in the field eating sleeping they've just, retired to florida retired is what you florida. said they're yes, just they another set of retirees in our community <laughs> yep um and then there's also ones i have my one baby that i bred last year who hopefully will be at the races next year i've got um several off-track thoroughbreds that i've retrained for hunters jumpers one that barrel races so we kind of do it all from Foaling to racing to aftercare and retirement. You don't do any breeding to sell, though, right? You specifically no. do breeding to race. Yes, my my grandfather always bred to race, and that's that's what I knew. He would go to the sales occasionally and buy one here and there, but like he always bred his to race, and that's why. Yeah. I guess that's why that's also in my blood. I'm like, I go to the sales, and I'm like, I want that one, I want this one. Like, yeah. I could never, I could never sell them because yeah. I want to run everything. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, how did your grandfather get into the business? Do you know that story? Yes, I do. Um, because 
because he was actually inducted into the New England Racing Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep, back in, I think, 2011 or 12. And he started at Scarborough Downs in Maine. He went to a sheriff's auction and bought his first racehorse. And he won with that horse. And that was it. He that got hooked. It. Yeah, he got hooked. And he did it for 50. He did it till he was 86 years old. Wow. Until he physically couldn't get out to the shed row anymore. Um, what so. a legacy, though, he's left with you. Yeah. And now you're an FT Boy board member. So yes. still excelling. <laughs> just just really being a leader and you've you've done a lot behind the scenes in our industry you know when the decoupling bill was in Tallahassee you're instrumental with the signature campaign and then your 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 next big claim to fame is that you founded run for the ribbons yes yeah that was a lot so of fun. <laughs> tell me a little bit about run for the ribbons because I've seen several people prior to you in our communion area try to do a thoroughbred program like yours and then try to do a show like yours which we'll talk about in a minute but tell me a little bit how run for the ribbons came about and then what your mission is with that program so in in 2014 i was showing my own horse at shows and you know i really saw that there was a disadvantage i felt for the thoroughbreds here in the show world and like I'll, they weren't getting enough attention yeah, they people didn't realize what all their how valuable they yeah, are in different like, oh, careers a thoroughbred and like almost shocked you know yeah. that like i was still doing the hunters on a thoroughbred um and so we our family had always you know done right by our horses retired them found them homes if they could go on and do stuff and so in 2013 we started as the retirement program we took in a couple horses here and there that weren't weren't my grandfathers that were you know came from the track several owners that just couldn't keep them anymore started off that way and then in 14 we launched the horse show series to start to generate funds for those horses in the program and i mean uh at the beginning it was tough it was a struggle to get our name out there but i had a few friends that had done the horse show side of things before that said five years like stick in it for five years it might be tough but if you can make it five years that's what it takes you'll, to you'll get, get your show, show up and running and people will yeah gravitate to you and know you're part of the circuit yeah to get just people in people's minds that you're actually happening yeah and so i'm glad we stuck with it because here we are today going into our sixth year of the expo our ninth year as an organization and it's just it's really blown into something that I've dreamed of and it's just it's really fun so it's how great. many shows a year does run for the ribbons do we do we do it depends we do three to six a year just depending on um what we're doing at the farm we do a fundraiser event once a year and then we do our big three-day expo the expo is the only event that's exclusively for the thoroughbred still all the other events any breed can come and come compete at yeah um, you have it open so that everybody can come so if somebody's yeah. got a thoroughbred they bring it maybe they've got another horse they can bring it along too exactly kind of add to the festivities yep and so you keep hinting at the expo so let's talk about the full name of it is florida Thor thoroughbred transformation expo yes. it's a lot to say it but is. i think it has to describe that it's florida thoroughbred um, but you have some other thoroughbreds maybe compete and then it's transformation which means the horses have maybe had a racing career or didn't quite make it to the races and they now are just showcasing their athletic talents in another endeavor yes exactly um it's competition in th in six different disciplines this year eventing show jumpers hunters dressage freestyle and then the working ranch which we also made uh trail horse this year to open that up from just western disciplines english riders can come and compete too in the trail yeah i saw that working horse slash trail rider i noticed that and then i noticed polo was taken off we did so some years you year. move around and take a few off like barrel racing, barrel is, no racing longer. is also not this year but we are a little bit a little bit tall for th for doing barrel racing <laughs> they they are um in the ground there too at the horse park is a little tough and so yeah, like it's not designed for that particular yeah, discipline yeah they, they're really picky <laughs> but we have a good committee that is 
is on board with getting the barrel racing back next year, they want to really regroup Just have to and get work on the type of surface that works for that type of event. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, each year it kind of changes. We've had in hand, we've had eight disciplines in one year. But this year, we've got just the six disciplines. We're giving away 28000 in prize money. Which has always been a big thing of yours, is you have always worked to say, let's make the prize money comparable to what we're doing. And you've always stretched to try to hit those numbers. And so how do you think, you? what is it that the community does to help you with that, as far as get to that amount? Because obviously, you have to do quite a bit of fundraising. Yes, we've we've got some great supporters that we've had from day one um looking back to, to 2014 the same we've got the same people here and then the entries the entries help like without the entries you know we really i think we'd struggle to our event speaks for itself it stands for itself yeah, the quality each year it's is grown. good yeah each year it grows and that has really saved us in the past as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think when you say it grows, I mean you have more than a hundred horses, or I think it's hundred twenty last year. Last year we had over hundred and twenty horses compete, yeah. thoroughbreds competing. Yeah, and ours is really unique. Um, for anyone that's familiar with the Kentucky makeover, ours is unique to the fact that we've got the open division. So the restricted is for horses that are within three years off the track, and then the open is for any unraced thoroughbred or any horse that race more than three years because that way they can keep coming back they so come someone back could bring an old broodmare that had raced five years ago but they yep. decided oh she doesn't have a baby right now she's spared she can yeah. come out and participate and if they want to do the freestyle or get her to jump they could yeah they can come back and they can come back year after year which is great because we've had horses that came for their first ever three-day event at the expo let's say in 2016 and now they're coming back as an open horse and they're almost like fan favorites you know you've got People yeah. that have followed that horse from their first competition to now this year is like their fifth year, yeah. which is really cool. I remember, okay, dude, who's now at our retirement farm at Lowell, when he came out, um, they brought him out and he got really hot, so he couldn't participate. He just watched all the others and got really fired up. Like he wanted to do something, but he didn't know what discipline at that day it was assigned to him. Yeah. And so he basically just got out of the trailer, saw everything and went back. And now he's at our farm. A few years later, like you say, they get seasoned and he's being ridden, you know, he's doing low jumps and then he's also doing like I don't know, 50 tricks, tricks or something stuff, yeah yeah and i know cool. you've worked with the trick horse trainer too <laughs> and so um it's neat neat to see the horses like you said they become fan favorites because people look for them the next year to see what other things they've learned and how they really grow as a horse yeah 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 it's really nice it's cool. yeah so what would be the big takeaway um as far as as the program like what what do you what i guess what's the mission because you've mentioned a little bit but the idea is to show the versatility of the thoroughbred it's to show the versatility to create more demand for them to give current race owners and trainers an outlet where they can come to us as an organization because we do so much more than just a show we have horses that come in and out of our program that we retrain we connect with owners and trainers because i have my background on the racetrack i have a lot of friends on the track and so we directly work with owners and trainers to place horses coming off the track that need a soft landing or or sometimes we take them and retrain them for the owners and trainers we we have so many avenues we're an aftercare program through and through and so our mission is to continue to just help in all aspects. I feel like the event is more of a celebration that gives back to the horses and gives back to the people that have put in the time to retrain these horses that can go on and do anything after racing. And then 
I just yeah, it's I like just a good like recognition of everything. And I think you, you sum it up with your your award, the heart of a thoroughbred, the heart of a champion, because yes. that's really it. The horses, regardless of career, and sometimes I think people go, oh, you know, we say they're retired thoroughbreds. It, well, it's 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 just like active adults here in our community in Florida. You know, people go on and do other things. You know, they have different chapters in their life. The horses are the same way. So they had racing as a career, or maybe it didn't work out, and then they go on to because um, they're athletic, so they go on to other horse sports, and sometimes the horse sport is a gentler horse sport where it's just trail riding they're not actually competitive anymore they're just out enjoying you know being out in the outdoors with the people that are riding and enjoying them so i think that your whole perspective which is is bringing the horses in retraining them and placing them into to other gainful employment if you will because horses (laughs) like jobs that's really important and the idea that like you said, when you were first riding a thoroughbred, people were like, what? And then they see, wait a second, that these thoroughbreds have um, such adaptability um, once you give them a moment to come off the track and just learn something new. Yeah, they're, they're great. Uh, yeah, and two days ago, I was riding with my daughter, and she was on a horse that we got five years ago in the program. His name is, who are we going to call? We call him Ghost. He was an Adina Springs bred horse. And, I mean, he's a saint. He actually was a Queen's Plate uh, contender when he was a three-year-old. Wow. And so I was on my my homebred mare, Lloyd Lee. Get, I had the Western saddle on her, and she, my daughter was in the Western saddle on her pony. And we're just like, maybe we could compete together yeah. at the expo one day. Like, how cool would that be to, like, both be on thoroughbreds? Might be mother-daughter classes. Yeah, mother-daughter like classes. father-daughter just- dance. You could have the mother, mother-daughter classes. And you heard it here first. That was our idea. Yeah, our idea. Mother-daughter classes. <laughs> heard it first um, it would be so well, fun um is there you want to go ahead and mention the dates for it and the specifics in case anyone <clears throat> wants to attend if there's a ticket price or not all that kind of information yeah so it's going to be at the florida horse park december 9th through the 11th um there is no admission for spectators spectators can come out we strongly encourage them to come out and support and watch and cheer them on I, like i tell people i i've never made it through a freestyle performance with a dry eye like i always end up crying like a baby uh, i cry honestly thursday night before the whole thing starts because i'm just so overwhelmed with like the joy of the it. joy of like all these horses together and it's just such a beautiful thing so yeah. like i just come out enjoy the show be a part of it tell friends entries are open um through sunday although we do have a late fee so they can add technically till november 20th but that's like the deadline deadline um and there's there's sponsorship opportunities too facilities but you know stuff for young and old to come and do and yeah see. there's stuff for everyone there's vendors there's a vendor fair um there'll probably be a demo like a freestyle demo at some point when not the full schedule is not out yet there's the lead line cavalcade that we added last year which is a really nice event explain what that is that's like uh, when you say cavalcade that's the parade of all the horses this that one are is, in the show or something like we that. do the parade of thoroughbreds which is all the horses in the show go out on the polo field and they parade around but the cavalcade is actually a veteran memorial class um and we raise funds we take donations for the veterans last year we had four horses participate led by the veterans um that had come with their kids too so that was really cool to see these little kids on thoroughbreds being led around by war vets you know um that's a really special event that's something that we we actually moved that to noon on saturday because we did it first thing in the morning last year and it was a little early a little cold the horses were a little naughty so we're doing that at noon on saturday that's another thing i encourage you to come out and watch don't miss that the horses being naughty they love cool weather yeah they They love love to be frisky they're playing it makes them very happy (laughs) and the little kids are like whoa (laughs) what's going on the horses are a little wild today so yeah Um, they love that that nice weather and so i'm just looking at one of your flyers got a beautiful one where they're doing freestyle and so they looks like they have an obstacle course with balloons and 
beach balls and the horses will get up on stands and do tricks. So if someone has not been, you've got to turn up yes. for the freestyle. We it's, even had a driving horse last year in the freestyle, two, two driving horses, which was incredible. Like to see the thoroughbred pulling a cart behind it. That's yeah. not something you see every day. Truly shows the full range of versatility for the thoroughbreds. Yeah. They yeah. are an incredible breed. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a great conversation. Thank you Thank for coming you. in. And, and don't forget the Florida Thoroughbred Transformation Expo. It's December 9th through 11th at the Florida Horse Park, um, just outside of Ocala, Florida. Um, thanks for coming in. Have a good day. You too.